Kelly Diana Gomez is an entrepreneur, a journalist, a speaker, and an interior designer. When she was just 18, she and her family moved here from Colombia, searching for opportunity. What she found here has exceeded all her wildest dreams and expectations. Almost 10 years later, she and her husband own Ecological Dream, a company for real estate and Airbnbs. Today on the show, Kelly gets real about her relationship with money, shadow work, and her soul's calling. Highlights from this episode. How Kelly has stepped into her true power within her Airbnb and renovation business with her husband. How Kelly rewrote her money story after migrating to the States from Colombia. The story of the unicorn and money. This is actually a story my therapist recently taught me. And it's changed a lot for me. I'm excited for you to hear this one. Profound moments for Kelly while practicing shadow work. Kelly's soul calling as a creator and the new paths she's found herself within as a creator. Since this episode, Kelly has launched the Woman Empowerment Show, which is so cool because she was just really in the the beginning, the creation incubation phase when she and I spoke on the show. So make sure that you check out her Instagram in the show notes so you can see what she's been up to since this episode. I have two announcements before we dive in. The first one is a big thank you to all of you who have sent me your take on spiritual bypassing. I am learning so much. It's so fascinating. I have my other half of my announcement is I've decided I'm starting school this week so I have decided to take a step back once again from the show and I'll be going back to posting episodes every other week so I'm going to extend just by a couple of days the deadline for spiritual bypassing because I'm giving myself more time to work on it so if you would like to share with me your take on spiritual bypassing What's your experience? Most importantly, what are the lessons that you have learned? You can connect with me through Instagram. You can send me a message, an audio message, text, doesn't matter. You can also send me an audio message here through the show if you don't have Instagram. Just check out the show notes, swipe up, and then you'll see the link for that. All right. Thank you so much for being here. And if you enjoy the show, remember to leave a review and share it with a friend. You are listening to the School of Whispers podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this is my space to get real, open, and weird about my life experiences as a psychic, medium, energy healer, and student of Chinese medicine. On the show, I'll be sharing my healing journey and the concepts I've learned along the way, and I'll be having guests on talking about the same sort of thing. I am so happy you're here, and I hope this show leaves you feeling inspired and empowered to learn how to listen to the whispers of your own body and spirit. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to the School of Whispers podcast, and warm welcome to my friend Kelly, who Oh, there's so many things to say about who you are and what you do, but I would really love to give you the floor. But before I do, I do want to, I always love to share 
how how we came to be, how I met you, and we were at a clothing swap that you would organize. I think it was called um, Share Your Culture. Yes, with Luisa as well. Yes, with Luisa. It was at Lou Angels, and you just had this this little halo about you. I don't know. It was your you had this voice to you, but also the way you were just floating around and like connecting with everyone. Like I, I couldn't, like I just, all I could think was, I really want to connect with this girl. Like, and then, and then we did connect. I, I went and I made a point to sit right next to you while we made the flower crowns. And you told me about where you came from and what you do. And it just, I, I was like, what? what? Like, <laughs> you know, not everybody goes after life in the way that you do. And not everyone appreciates the the dream that you're living the way that I, I I see you appreciate when you speak to me so all of that being said Kelly I'm going to give you the floor here to introduce yourself and to talk about your where, where you where you where you came from let's thank start with you, that. Stephanie first thank you for inviting me thank you for um, opening your doors and, and your soul mm-hmm. to have this experience and to exchange information and energy and I've been learning a lot from 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 what we spoke and ever since I saw you, we have <laughs> we I think we have so much to learn from each other. A lot, like we are for sure reflections of each other. I still and now I'm learning about the soulmates and how I thought having a soulmate would be like just my husband, but I'm realizing that no soulmates are just people like you. We call them soulmates as well. Why? Because we are giving something to each other as far as energy, learning, and understanding each other. So thank you for inviting me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. My name is Kelly Diana um, Gomez Osorio. Actually, that's my full name. I'm originally from Medellin, Colombia, and I came here um, in 2016. I was 18, just about to turn 19 years old. So, turn 19 as I got here, and it was uh, wow, what a shock! First, <laughs> it was a shock coming here and understanding that. There is um, not just a language to learn, but a whole culture to immerse yourself right. in. It was like this. I don't. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to. Honestly, at first, I had like my three, maybe two or three months at the beginning where I almost thought that I was gonna go back to Colombia. I was like, I, I'm thinking about buying a ticket back <laughs> because at the beginning, it honestly was hard to understand and immerse myself into the culture. But knowing that knowing that there was a bigger purpose and that the struggle, I understood that the struggle was something that was temporary. I saw that I have, I had to merge myself. It was, it was on me to give the decision of, yes, I am going to do it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to merge. I'm going to interact. It was on me to accept the fact that I was here and that I had, that I was here for a reason because I wasn't really feeling it. I originally came because my mom was the, the one that had the idea. So she convinced my dad and then between both of them, then tell me and I didn't want to come to be honest at the beginning because I was in Colombia and I was living my best life, going to school. I was studying uh, communication and audiovisual languages and I was loving it. I was discovering myself, discovering the passion and understanding that uh, what I was doing was, was what I loved. Go to work with my best friend as a school project. We created a show that I was mentioning, Chisar 21 TV. 
it still is alive and the show was something similar that we're doing here sometimes we will sit at the couch sometimes we'll be outside in the street sometimes we'll be at the studio being raw going live 30 minutes every friday talking about purpose gifts enlightenment and showcasing the art that everybody has in within inside what they do so maybe it could be real estate or modeling acting singing whatever it is everybody Everybody, we have this talent, this gift, and and how do you call it? You told me one word. Oh, the personal legend. Personal legend. So I like that word as well. Personal. I got legend. it from the alchemist, so it's, nice. not, it's not me. Yeah. Okay, I like that one because it is an understanding of we're doing this for a deeper purpose, but why? Why do we do it? So that's why I'm here, talking on uh, understanding my deeper why. Uh, and basically, ever since I got here, I, 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 find, uh, I found a vehicle, real estate, I like to call it a vehicle, because it is a, it's an amazing vehicle to become financially free. So that's where I saw myself merging to with my husband, who was already studying in real estate as well, and we saw that Airbnb, he was the one that mentioned me Airbnb, he was about to start doing it. And I had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just tell me more. This is an opportunity. Seems like it's difficult. I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> What's the challenge? So he told me like, hey, yeah, we're going to convert this garage into a studio. It was a like 200 square feet garage in Lake Como, down, close to downtown Orlando. And we started it, created a small bathroom out of a small kitchenette. And it's a tiny space, right? But we started renting it. I remember our very first guest gave us a really bad review. And I was like almost crying. Oh my God, this is not gonna work. We are, we really suck at this. This is just not <laughs> happening. We got the furniture from like garage sales. <laughs> and it was funny, but it showed us that that was an opportunity. Mm. That there was something that we could do with it. And that's how I merged myself into this that you see here. This house is actually one of the creations that, that I feel the most proud of it. And not because of how it looks, but because of what we went through. We went through a lot and it was a lot of understanding. Ever since in 2016, we started with that one Airbnb. Um, I saw the challenges that we needed to become successful in life. A business and everything in life, I feel like it needs a little details, a small little details yeah. to be able to work in a flow. And that's what I, uh, I saw that within real estate, there was a lot for me to work on what I like, creativity, creation, details, like all of this experience, yeah. creating an experience on a house. And yeah, that's where I'm at. So we started in 2016. Now we have uh, closer to 70 Airbnbs. It's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of purpose. And I found myself working in, in on a kind of like in a trap, I would say. Not in a bad way, but for a long time in life and just trying to overcome the obstacles and jumping higher and higher and higher as much as I run. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What am I doing and what am I looking for? And so this is where I'm at right now, understanding that, yes, what I've been doing, I love it and it's great and I am passionate about it, but there is more. And the more comes from within, from the purpose and being here in your podcast is a big reason of why everything is aligning. And so thank you for, for inviting me and 
the mic is still yours. So what I wanted to get into from that point is, so I grew up with my mom in real estate and she's always working and she's always having to show up in a way that, you know, you know, there's a lot of sharks. There's a lot of sharks out there. And also you mentioned earlier, dealing with that masculine energy, working in construction. They, they call my mom Hefa because Ooh, she, is, Hefa. she is la Hefa. Like she is in charge of all of these different construction work, electricians, painters, builders, architects, all the, she is the center of that whole solar system. And so from that point, I, like I see you and you know, not everyone respects young people, women in this field. So really what's been bubbling up for me is at what point did you realize that this is this was going to be an industry where if you felt like even if you felt like this come up that this industry was going to require you to step up in a way you never had to before. And I, I'd love to just hear little bits and pieces of what what kind of pumped you up for that? Because I think there's always a point within all of our careers where we have to step up. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm starting to get there as I finish school. And I, you know, there's something, I know that there's something in there because I can see it in your eyes. And I, I feel like it's what I need to hear. <laughs> so. It's stepping up. Yeah. Um, it's stepping up. I feel like, um, well, first, I can see it in you, you know? Your mom had it and you have it in you. Tú también eres la jefa. We all have it inside, we have to unleash it. Yeah. And, I, and, and I know that, um, especially being women, being Latinas and, and being young, some people may not, may not um, see the realness on it, right? They may see a pretty face and think, oh, that's it, right? But then coming into this masculine energy and understanding that we have to put up ourselves into <clears throat> showing up what we really are, no matter how we look like or how we could act, it is really, um, it could be a challenge, but, it really, but that's where the opportunity arises as well. So I like challenges because they mean opportunity. And um, when I was started working in real estate, I didn't really know what I was signing up for, to be honest. <laughs> in the beginning, to be honest, I thought I was just going to be doing marketing, doing creation, doing videos, things like that. And I was like, I'm all up for it. Hell yeah. And then as we started growing, we saw, oh, I can't just be doing posts, pretty posts and pretty flyers. I have to actually get my hands dirty. And I, since the beginning, I was cleaning the Airbnbs actually until we had like seven or eight of them so i will clean them and manage them and then go show houses and then go close and all of that at the same time but working with men and working with architects and the plumber we have right now a, a network of maybe like around 25 contractors in between like handyman painter electrician plumber architect and everything but i had to um, understand that we do have, all of us have that masculine and feminine energy inside us mm. and the determination that comes. So I know the masculine energy brings more of like that determination, that like taking action, that analytic part of it. And then the feminine energy is more so the feeling of it, making sure that 
everybody feels safe, that they feel comfortable talking to me. I have to make sure that the guys are t comfortable talking to me. Sometimes they, they do get a little bit intimidated because they see this young woman that's getting there that's like, I'm doing my videos and all of that, and they like, how do I talk to her like without being offensive or like whatever? And some of them are more respectful than others, so it's like also with those that may not understand that we could just be working together and mm -hmm. not have any type of other relationship whatsoever. It is also, how do we do that? So I've had to learn through the power of communication, I started to analyze the man's uh, brain because I was around men all day, every day, my husband plus all the contractors, right? Yeah. So it will be me and my husband in the car and going to all the houses and he will be in the car taking the calls like he will say and I will be going to speak to the contractor, see what's going on with the panel that's not working, with the plumbing that's leaking, or the fire that's starting or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and they will try to explain me what's going on. And I'm like, okay, so tell me what's happening. And they, they sometimes will think that I will not understand them, and so they will not give me the information. And so that's when I started to analyze, okay, how am I showing up myself to them that they somehow feel mm -hmm. like I'm not going to understand or like we can't have a conversation about framing. What's going on there? And I understood that it is the way of how we approach things. So when I started to learn, I would be just more quiet looking at them, looking at what they're doing. And then I just started asking questions. And I will ask them, why are you using a two by four piece of wood instead of a six by eight? And why does it make sense? So then they will be like, okay, she actually has an interest in learning in what I'm doing. Mm. So I started in that field of understanding what it really is that they are doing and why do they act like they act and, and why do they correlate with each other like they are and what's happening between their world their men's world and, and their problems they go through. There is a lot of alcoholism and, and problems with women and all that in between this space. And nothing bad about it. I mean, it just happens, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's part of the process. Um, it's there because it has to show us. It has, it has something to teach us, right? And um, I started to understand that we do have that possibility of merging, where, merging ourselves and adapting more, adapting ourselves to whatever circumstance we put up to in life coming from the experience that we already have. Mm. So that's what I've started to do, understanding what it is that they are doing, showing appreciation to what they were doing so they could explain to me as well, so I could understand. So then moving forward, we could have a more effective type of relationship with they feel understood and I feel understood. Yeah. And if we are not understood, I take the time to stop whatever we're doing, doesn't matter what it is, and talk. And I will ask them, like, why are you just not doing this or treating me like this? Do you, you think I don't know, for example? And then we will find the root of, okay, look, I know I'm a woman, I know I'm young, but I understand construction and I've done it myself. So let's just have a real conversation. And I will tell them, just like I'm telling you, just be real with me. The fact that I'm 26 and I'm from Colombia, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Look at me like I'm just your coworker and tell me the realness. What's up? 
It's <laughs> so beautiful. And you know, that comes from a strong desire of wanting it to work. Not, I think that sometimes there's a strong desire to show up as the world out to get me and it's all their fault. It's not my fault. And it's that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And it, right there, what you're displaying is radical responsibility when you said like how am I showing up in this way and then you acted accordingly and when I when I realized that taking responsibility wasn't a trap that it was actually my way to freedom it changed my entire world so hearing you speak like that it's just right like my brain is like Stephanie we've learned this before you know (laughs) you know what she's saying so segueing a little bit here you have a beautiful, successful business, a beautiful, successful life around you. And what we were talking about earlier before we started started recording was talking about money. I think in, so my, my podcast is very much caters to a spiritual community. And I think that there's this stigma that's grown around the energy of money. It's become this this little troll, this little entity. And I know that growing up for me, my parents, there was just two different stories. There was one is you have to suffer, you have to hustle and you have to go, go, don't stop, don't stop. And I was like, oh, I'm a soft girl. I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. And then there was this other mentality of you have to keep it away, you can't lose it. If you lose it, you'll end up in the poorhouse. And no matter how much money, my one parent had coming in, it was always this, we might be in the poorhouse. And I, I grew up very well off, very safe and comfortable and anything I could ever want. However, there was these two stories going on that were coming from a place of lack. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm in therapy, I'm only just now realizing, oh, this is my money story. It's a combination of these two lack mindsets. And because I, you know, I saw this push that I didn't know that I was capable of, I turned into the, I, I think of, I don't know if anyone's into The Hobbit, but there is a dragon in The Hobbit and the dragon hoards all the treasure in his cave. And, and he, and so many people, they, they suffer because of him hoarding the treasure and he doesn't go out and see the world. And he pe- doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't, and he, and you know, maybe, maybe the dragon doesn't know any better, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm rewriting that story and, you know, I, I see, I see that you actually, well, actually, I'll, I'll give you the floor here, but it seems that there's a different story from that lack mindset that you have playing out in your life here. Thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your story because that also shows me a, a different perspective because I'm also always still learning till today, you know, my relationship with money is always learning as well as everything that we do in life. Um, and is relearn right now. I'm, I'm, como se dice desaprender. Yeah, like, relearning. Probably, yeah. It's like, yeah. All, all, maybe unlearning and yes, relearning. Yes, That, because, because I've had trouble with understanding that as well. Um, what is my relationship with money? So, I, I grew up, uh, well, I came from a very poor beginning. And then my parents really had to work hard to be able to give us some uh, stability where I wasn't like the best and in, in, in my area, but let's say I was comfortable mm. to be able to, to be happy with what I had. But my parents always showed me that there is more and that we always needed to work to get more. So yes, coming also from a lack of like, it's never enough at the same time, 
but there is always that wanting to 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 gain but so so i've to me growing up was like money is energy right the um the, the very first thing i remember i started selling um was small purses like small little purses and small wallets made out of paper I did them out of paper and I saw them in school when I was seven so years old. Cute. <laughs> and because because I saw my mom and my dad that they were they will they my dad is an accountant and he was going to school and but while he was going to school and he was working, he they were be selling things on the side. So like um, jewelry or clothing or something else that they can find at a affordable price and sell it for double or triple or quadruple so they he could pay his school he could pay for the rents it help out to everything and my mom as well she will be selling different stuff so i realized that the fact of 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 of, of money of like coming and going is just the the desire and the determination, I feel like the action of what, what we say we are going to do it and we, we need to do it. Mm -hmm. If we put the work for it and, we, be, and we, we realize that it is not about what we're doing to get the money, but it is just going to happen because we're giving an exchange. So it's like back in the day, people used to exchange, let's say, eggs for the meat or the milk for for the hay whatever they will exchange there was no money there there was no dollar exchange but there was an energy exchange right so i tried to look at it as that as well because i had to change my mindset between like pesos and dollars how much this is and how much this is and what is a million dollars compared to like a million pesos nothing so to <laughs> me it's extremely relative and the same thing in Cuba. I mean, if we go to Cuba, it may be even more dramatic the change. Mm -hmm. and, and understanding that showed me, when I got here especially, showed me that it did not matter. How much one million pesos is compared to one million dollars is totally different. But we still say it with the same name, let's say. It's the same meaning of it. It's the same word. But in our minds, it means something completely different. So I've started to detach in myself of what money really meant to me before. And I started looking at what I was going to do for myself or for the business that I was working on. Mm. Forgetting about how much am I going to make or how much am I going to have to spend to gain. Right. And just looking at it, I'm just going to do Change. it no matter what this is going to keep flowing because the exchange is going to keep flowing. And that's basically how I look at it right now. And, and especially here in real estate, uh, sometimes we have to lose as well to be able to gain, but it's part of the process. And, and overall, I would say that it's not like I'm never going to lose. Every day we lose something. Every day we gain something else. So just like the money, I feel like it's part of that. The more energy you put towards gaining it, the less is going to the farther away is going to get from you. But the more you focus on your purpose and your dreams and what you're actually giving and doing, mm. money is going to look for you. Like the unicorn we were talking about. Yes. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go for a second. Yes, I like that the unicorn story. story. The unicorn. <laughs> so my therapist told me to start seeing money as a unicorn. 
And so this unicorn is shiny, it's, it's fun, you have never seen anything like it, and so there's this temptation to want to hold it close to you. But, but if you allow the unicorn to go free and to play with all its other friends, that unicorn's gonna tell his little unicorn gang and say, you know who's amazing? Stephanie. So they're gonna bring their friends and all the unicorns are gonna come to you and then you're gonna allow, you're gonna enjoy the unicorns and you're gonna allow them to flow back to another group of unicorns. And then that cycle continues and they're just going to tell more and more of their unicorn friends like, let's go hang out with Steph, she's got it going on. And and it, it changed, it helped me change the story because one, I grew up loving unicorns. I used to wanna be a unicorn when I grew up. But two, it made it more of a game. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, fun. yeah, and I, I noticed that the more I treat life like a game, the more safe, number one, safety I feel, and, and the more I enjoy these things that I used to see as scary and difficult. Wow. <laughs> the more you enjoy the unicorn, the more you get to understand it, but letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, wow. How do you think um, your relationship with money after the story, uh, what changed? I, I see the things that I want to spend my money on. I realize that these things bring me joy because what would happen is I would want to go to an event or want to go to the store and, and buy like a facial skin product or whatever it was and I would feel a little bit sick to my stomach and I would say, well, something in me really wants this, but oh, okay, okay. I'm just going to hold my breath, spend the money and I know I will enjoy it later where it's now the process is more enjoyable because I realize the things I like they, they feed me. The thing is I want to spend my money on. It's fun. And again, it's it's me. I take a little moment to visualize my unicorn. And I say, okay, <laughs> bye, my love. I'll see you later. Please tell your friends and you come right back. And you know, these things I am spending money on now, it's I, I'm noticing the cycle coming back. I, I go to these events and I meet, I, meet, I meet clients. I meet friends. I meet people to interview for the podcast. So my world isn't, I'm not, nothing's being taken away. My world is just growing. Wow. Thank, thank you for asking me that because saying that out loud, I, wow. I, I think I'm only just now starting to feel that connection. <laughs> I felt like I needed to ask. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's one of those moments where when we canalize it, we speak about it, it becomes more real, right? And it helps us understand it. And that's also why we're here and why we're also here live. I know mm. we're going on video and audio at the same time because that's what we're trying to do. Audiovisual languages, right? <laughs> and yes. understanding that there is a power in between all of this, extreme power in between what we're doing. Because us as a humanity, I feel like we're not communicating enough lately. Unless we have these opportunities. So that's why I love going to like going virtually and understanding that everybody that's listening and uh, in, in looking at it from, our, from their homes or for whatever you are at in your life, mm-hmm. I would love to know what your relationship with money is as well and how you've maybe from this conversation, maybe you can change or adapt your mindset a little bit if there is a lack of anything in life, right? And we all have different legs of everything is normal. 
to feel a little bit unbalanced, either on money or on purpose or on relationships or on the house or whatever it is. I feel like it's part of the We're life. human. There's always something. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I want to also hear from you as well. What, what do you think that, why do you think that is? Like there is always, a, let's say a part of us that's going to feel empty. Do you feel like it's always going to be like that? Or like what, what is that? Well, it, I think it's what we came here for. I, I have this worldview, and you know, not everyone follows it, and I don't expect everyone to, but when I had this realization, life made so much more sense to me. And it's that we, remember when we said earlier how we are the universe? Mm -hmm. we, we are a, just a little fractal of the universe, and the universe was perfect, and the universe was bored. And so the universe started to divide itself up into these little beings and these little amalgamations of energy, and then came us. And so we are souls who, who exist, who, we, where we come from is this divine, it's a perfect existence, there's love. But here's the thing, because the universe split itself, it created duality, so it's our very nature to experience duality, the darkness, the light, the empty, the fullness. And so we came here to continuously learn for this, our little soul, this one fractal of the universe to, to not just learn, but to experience, like to learn through experience rather, to feel it because you, there's, it's so different when you experience something versus learning in a book. Like I'm about to do my dieta. I'm studying to be an herbalist right now and I'm learning from books and it's great and all, but I don't feel it. And so that's why I'm going to the Amazon because I want to sit with a plant and I want it to be just me and that plant. I'm going to strip back everything, no books, no communication with anyone else except for my shaman so that I can learn through experience because that's just, it's like what I mentioned, like that's my personal legend. That's what my fractal piece of the universe like said, yes, check, we'll do that. We'll do that for us. So everything that we do, every empty space we try to fill, we're not only doing it for ourselves, I believe we're doing it for each other. So when mm -hmm. I do healings on others, sometimes I say, you know, you're healing, because when they say, oh, thank you so much, you didn't have to do this, I'm like, your healing is my healing. And I, I believe that, like, with my whole heart. I don't, I don't know if that answered your, your question. Your healing is my healing, yes. Yeah. It, I mean, I want to I wanna know more about your dieta. I know you told me a little bit, but what if we share a little bit about that? Because that to me is like, wow. Like, I want to be able to get to that point where I can do it myself. And so you empower me and just sh sharing about the story. What is the dieta for the people that are looking at Yes, and then and also um, my, my podcast, School of Whispers podcast, I just put out an episode about my pre-dieta journey, and I do go into it. But, so this dieta I'm doing, it's with the Shipibo people. They call it a Sama, which is a therapeutic and spiritual practice of deprivation. So it's diet-wise, there's no salt, no sugar, no meat. I think minimal meat, no chocolate, no, like I already, I already started my pre-dieta dieta. So I already oh. cut those things out. No alcohol, no drugs, no sex, no masturbation, no, like just, you're, it's just you. It's you and you're trying to strip so back as deeply it. as possible. Wow. Yeah, so it's a, another huge thing about it, which I love. It's, it's a devotion. It's an absolute dedication and devotion to your path. And granted, you don't have to do this. You don't have to. There's mm -hmm. therapy. There's so many wonderful <laughs> things. And what I realized is I don't have to have something wrong with me to want to do this. It's just yeah. what I've been called to do. 
if yeah and it's okay because it is part of the journey it doesn't mean that you're broken or anything it's just the learning experience yes mm -hmm. it's it's that little that little contract i made with the universe is like okay we'll do this together to learn for for the collective here true because you're doing it for a purpose that's not just to like what am i going to get out of it then i feel that that's the best part of it you're just going with the flow and understanding that if you were called to something, why not try it, right? Yeah. And we were talking about that earlier in like, sometimes we go through life thinking that we have to do this or that to meet the requirements because maybe our parents or our culture or the society in general puts us through this uh, boxes feeling that we have, we, we may need to look, act or be a specific yes. way, but no. Like, uh, this is the time of unbreaking and like unleashing all of the mask and like unpeeling as an onion is what we're talking in seats, actually. Seats transcend us. Now, now that we're talking about this is coming to my mind, Joshi and Paula, who we were talking a little bit earlier about, and I've just uh, experienced this transformational, um, let's call it a regenerative culture festival. Mm -hmm. Regenerative Cultures Festival. And it's called Seeds. It's called Seeds, yes. Okay. So you guys can find it as well, Seeds on Instagram. Seeds Transcendence. That's the Instagram and Facebook. And it's run by Joshi and Paula. And they are two revolutionaries that I love. They are like leaders of our community, transforming people and showing experiences. So through Seeds, this is the one of the experience that they provide. And we did ice plunging. Well, everything started on Friday. I didn't make it on Friday. I, I went there Saturday and on Saturday we did uh, ecstatic dance. And at night we did a cacao ceremony, beautiful, sitting up on a circle with some fire in the middle and setting up the intentions for our cacao. We had a teacher from Canada. Well, he's from Ecuador. He's been living in Canada for some time. He came to teach us about his principles. We had fire dancers, we did the ice plunging Sunday morning, and just a lot of experiences of like self-transformation, sound healing, uh, vegan delicious food, and it was very awakening. And it showed me a couple of memories from my childhood, and that's what most of us were in, in congruence of talking about. Right now, I feel like it is a time for humanity, society, to unleash their masks mm. and also within unleashing their masks, unleash their power. That's way deep, behind, deep in. And I was doing the ice plunging and this reminded me of like just surrendering and the, what we're talking about, let's say with the dieta that we have to, uh, you have to uh, limit yourself, let's say, let's, or, or not limit yourself, let's say, como se dice en vez de limitar, como que guide yourself into a couple uh, uh, rules, right? Like no, no specific food, no sex. Yeah, discipline. Know, like, yeah, the discipline. Yes. How to be able to change our mindsets to understanding that that discipline that's needed to go through that path, like why do we do it? Like, like why are you doing it? Not because you feel broken and you needed to do it no but you feel called to it and that's why i also feel called to going to seats but i was like why am i here actually when i got there why am i here really going to the understanding of like what is the real purpose why did i came and i understood that it is it doesn't i don't need a specific reason 
It's just part of the process. I feel called to, I just go, that's it. But I'm one of those persons that usually always look into like the why and like I have to understand it and I'm like my, my masculine energy and my analytic side is like, no, but like why? Like explain to me black and white what it is that we're doing and how we're doing it <laughs> at what time and why. <laughs> and it gets in the way. The reasoning yes. mind just gets, sometimes I'll have these deep, beautiful experiences and the reasoning mind will come in and interrupt my Tries body. Sabotage. Yeah, and they'll say, "You look silly. Why are you doing? What is this that you're actually feeling? What What is even going on?" And then you remind yourself, "I'm I'm here. Let me be here." <laughs> and it, it it definitely takes practice. That's for sure. So what we were we're, we're getting into now is, and you mentioned a little bit is that you're, you've been feeling something shift within you. Mm-hmm. You have everything you know any other person could ever ask for, but it's not exactly what Kelly's soul is asking for, and you're kind of realizing there's something, there's something more, there's something else here. So you've been in this, this seed stage. Like you, you've been mm-hmm. starting to regrow your roots and to go within in order so you can bloom for the world and in the way that you were always meant to. I would love for you to share to whatever level you're comfortable. And actually, this is a question I ask all my guests is, what is a darkness you either find yourself currently moving through or on the other side of? And I know that this is the darkness you're in right now. And with darkness comes the fruits. So to whatever degree you're comfortable with, I would love for you to share about this current journey that you're on right now. Need some coconut water. Yes, for that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coconut water. I will start saying, but when I was in Hawaii last time in November, in December 2022, um, I was speaking to a woman that I met at a Hispanic bar in the middle of uh, Big Island, Hawaii. And it was like the only Hispanic bar that was there that my husband and I got there to, like, how? And we're like, of course, we're being cold. <laughs> and when I got there, this lady from Guam, she was like up to here. She was short, so cute, with like long black hair, similar to yours. And she had like a lot of her. She looked like like mother nature <laughs> and I just kept looking at her like the whole night I was just looking because she was so alive she was maybe in her 40s 50s early 40s and she was like walking around dancing I would just look at her and she was with the young man he was and it was an open mic night uh, so that's why we were there listening the people were doing uh, talking stories and whatever and so her boyfriend was one of the ones that was talking and he was so funny and then I see her around until I'm like okay I need to speak to this woman like, I just keep feeling attracted to speak to her. And then we're talking about coconut water. And she tells me, you need to drink more coconut water. And I'm like, wait, what? And then she's like, yes, like coconut water. You know how much coconut water does? And I'm like, I know. And she says, well, your digestive issues. And I'm like, how do you know me? <laughs> she's like, coconut water helps with digestive issues with energy change, with transformation, and everything that you're going through, I feel like you need to drink more coconut water. And I was like, okay, first of all, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> like, how do you how know do you me? Know me? <laughs> and I was literally going through the digestive issues, and I was like, what the hell? 
So where are you from? She tells me she's from Guam. We're in Hawaii, so I guess it's uh, related and she's a culture. And um, she looked very much like my great grandma. And I have a very close, she's not here anymore, but I have a very close relationship with my great grandma. And I just felt her, like her hair was very similar. She was short like her, um, like her energy and everything. And I was like almost shaking and I started crying. And I started hugging her and I was like, wow. Like, and my husband was there with me and I was crying because I told him, you see her? That's how she looked. My great grandma and I've, I've spoken to him a lot about her and and the reason I bring her up is because uh, um, I've been going through a lot of transformation and talking to that darkness and understanding that what is the darkness for me? I feel like the darkness is understanding the challenges and the changes that we go through life because if there is no shadow, there is no reflection mm. of us. So I'm actually now understanding as we're talking that maybe that darkness is kind of the reflection. So it's, the refle it's, it's us in the opposite way. Like when we look at each other at a mirror and we see that other side of us. And I'm actually a little bit afraid of mirrors sometimes. I have a deep uh, eye like look and when I look at deep on my eyes I literally go to the other side on the mirror so that kind of like has me like I do have some respect for it because I felt that like what is the darkness just that everything that you see here but the opposite why because it is, has to be inside us like the yin and yang the feminine and the masculine the the everything the duality of that we were talking about so I don't, I'm just now at this point of my life, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand and starting to understand that the darkness doesn't equal failure or bad or sadness or depression. It does not have to equal that, but maybe it equals the possibility of growth. And the dark, and, and the biggest the darkness is, maybe the bigger the lighter is depending on the perspective as we look through it, right? So I'm learning to look at the perspective and the one exercise I did lately um, and, and through finding out like, I got to a point where I wasn't looking at myself in the mirror actually, like a month ago, because I was afraid of who I was looking at. And I have a mirror right here in front of me and um, it says Ospina actually reminds me to, to my culture here. And I, I did an exercise of looking at my left eye and my right eye and talking to myself, but only looking at one or only looking at the other one. Wow. And I was, it was like three in the morning or something when I was doing this and I was like, what's going on? And I noticed that when I looked, that I was looking at my right eye and my right eye looked smaller, sad, darker, like all of the darkness, let's say. And I look at my left one and it shows so shine and it seemed like happier. So then I look deep in there and I look at my third eye and I try to concentrate and I kept, kept, I kept going back to the right one, which was the sad, the dark, the I want to cry, the whatever was going on with my life. I need a deeper purpose. So I went back to my left one and I started looking at it and saying, 
Kelly, you are worthy, you are enough, you have everything that you need to pursue and, and fulfill your dreams. And so I decided that it was just the perspective of how I was looking at things. If, if I keep looking at through the dark area, I'm gonna keep going farther away and finding myself darker and darker and darker and darker. But it is up to us to take the decision on how we're gonna look at life and how we're gonna look at ourselves. And I've told actually Paula, I was mentioning them about this exercise because I, I just did it as kind of what I was at. They were like, wow, this makes a lot of sense because the left and the right hemisphere of your brain and how you trick your, your mind of talking to the different areas of mm -hmm. stimulating the different sides. And I'm like, well, it's kind of, so it's an experiment, I had no idea. But now it shows me talking about darkness, understanding that it just there has to be the darkness in order to be the light so it's not something bad unless we make it wow i could feel my heart pounding as you were telling that story thank you <laughs> thank so much you. for sharing that wow i feel like i want to give that space for a second because that was really powerful kelly and it's just looking at yourself can bring you so deep, can take you to so many places. Just looking at yourself. And I was listening to this song the other day, Trevor Hall, who's the artist I sang his album, but another song he was saying, what you're seeking is inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, for a long time, all throughout my 20s, it was always, what's the next thing that I have to find to, to feel better, to get better, to be better? And, you know, you always hear those things, but it takes a while, I think, sometimes for it to really actually truly land home. And I feel like this month, this past month, I finally understand what I'm seeking is inside of me. So, wow. <laughs> I feel like you want to hide it. Kelly. Wow, that is powerful. <laughs> I feel this energy right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo. So from from this point, have, are you still in this phase where you're peeling back layers? Have Has there been any answers or any sort of, I mean, you've mentioned it, but I, I I'm going to, I'm going to set the platform for you to to weave this this story here but what's been that call what's been the pathway ahead of you that you've been feeling out since going through this um like what is it that i want to do yeah or? yeah or what, what is it that you dream what i ask people sometimes i go if nothing mattered at all there's no you don't have to worry about money you don't have to worry about expectations all the contracts that you have with every human that doesn't matter it's you and the universe what would you do um i say i would say i choose to be a creator and a creator can be many different things according to the specific time environment and resources we have at the moment. So that can always vary according to, to those uh, topics. But being a creator in general, I feel like um, it's just about finding 
the balance in between those environment, time, and resources to be able to make the best out of it and keep co-creating. Mm. And just like this, I'm actually gonna show this here. This paint here, I would say that if everything will be, if let's say if we lose all of our Airbnbs tomorrow and I would just go back to doing art, <laughs> to be honest, because this is one of the ways that uh, helps me find myself. So every time I go back to art, either painting or designing or um, doing a video, doing a podcast. All of these are different ways of creation. And the, I feel like that is really why we're here for. Not because of how it looks, right? Because I mean, this may not mean anything to you or a lot or nothing. I mean, it's been really relative, right? Mm -hmm. It can be totally different what it means to me, what it means to you, what it means to the people that are looking at the video or listening in the podcast. But the point of why I'm bringing it up is because this is what has helped me understand that no matter what I'm doing at the actual moment, it can be 3, 12 a.m. or 6, 22 p.m., it does not matter. What actually matters is why, how I feel at the moment that I'm doing it. And that is the deeper purpose. So I will say that if there is nothing else for me to do and... Uh, it, and if everything just goes into complete darkness, I will just go back to doing art and through the art, I will refine myself and then see what's up, what's the next challenge. Yeah. I'm always up for the challenge. I feel like right now my challenge is finding the new challenges because I felt like I was a little bit ecstatic. Hmm. And I don't like to be ecstatic. I, that's boring. <laughs> so, and that's why I became an, um, well, through, the, through life, I became an interior designer. I didn't go to school for, but, you know, kind of that's what I've learned to do. And became a photographer, became a journalist with the show, uh, became a real estate professional. But all of that doesn't matter because who am I is... Kelly Diana, that's it. It's not the title, it's what I can do with the knowledge that we have. And mm -hmm. there is not even a title. I didn't finish school actually, so I don't really have my actual title. But that does not matter to me to the extent that everything that I learned there and those only three semesters actually that I went to school for have helped me so much incredibly just to open up to the possibilities of the world and then going deeper, it doesn't matter how we learn or what we do or, 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 or how we do it, but doing it, taking the action of experimenting. And if the mic doesn't work perfectly, who cares? We can do another podcast. If the paint doesn't work exactly like I want it to, it's okay. It may look pretty as it is, but taking the action of overcoming those challenges in our mind first and then in our physical reality and bringing it to manifestation, I feel like that's where the power is. The result does not really matter. So what I want to do now is um, merging myself more into this artistic side of not forgetting about real estate. Of course, that is my business, my passion, my career right now. And I have so much respect and appreciation for it because it's gotten me here as well, me and my husband and a bunch of other people that have been able to also grow with it. And, and they've, we've coached other people that now are going through their journey of growing their empire in real estate as well. And that fills my heart. 
every time I see other person being successful and doing it as well and overcoming their fears and finding their purpose within what we're helping them through, like kind of guiding them uh, in the process. So that's what I want to keep doing. It's still focusing on real estate, which is what we've done. My husband and I, we have the ecologic team. Right now we just changed companies, so we're brokered by LPT. That's the actual like brokerage. So we're under LPT and we have our own team, which is Ecologic, that focuses on helping fi helping families become financially free through real estate. And so that's the goal, it's still the goal. Why? Because through the journey, I met so many people, amazing people, business owners, family owners, like everything, everybody, artists, everybody that has something to share to the world. And that's what I like the most of it, the experience of how we can interact with each other. Yeah, the, the the communication, the community, and and yeah, and like this, I, I I read a quote once, and I don't remember the quote at all, but I remember that what that quote had me think in my mind was, "Creators are gonna create. We're like weeds. We we will be planted <laughs> on a concrete wall, and in a couple of years, that wall will be full of life and beauty because." It's what we're like. It's what we're wired for. We can't help it. So I, I know that whatever you find yourself in, you're you're going to find yourself creating. Um, actually, it was funny because I at one point you said I don't know why, but it's what I want. It's what we do. I've always seen creation as this because I think that we have these two sides of us: the part of us that is infinite and that's our soul, but then the side of us that is human and that grows and dies and becomes one with the earth and then we're born and we, we go through that cycle and in all states within waking up in the morning and going to bed there's always going to be that awakening that that opening that light that birth and then that death and that closing and i think art is a way that we can find ourselves in that one stamp in time like this is kelly at 3, 3, 12 a.m., 6.22, this painting here. Like, that's a stamp in time of who you were in that moment. And with these podcasts, I think maybe one day my kids will be listening or my grandchildren. And, like, that's that's me becoming timeless in that moment. Timeless. Yeah. Wow. And I feel like it's just what us humans, that it's what we we want to find out of life. We want to see if we can cheat it. <laughs> we're not, true, true. We're not gonna, but this, I think this is creation as a way to... To, to find that, to, to, to kind of align ourselves with that. Yeah. Becoming more than just this existence. Hmm. I love that way of looking at it, yes. The, the, the process of dying and being reborn. Oh, am I? Ooh. Oh, that was crack. good crack. Oh, man, that was good. Dying and being reborn, I feel like that's also part of what we're doing and what I'm doing right now in this um, existence and podcast as well is dying and being reborn, reborn to the idea of what it is that I want to keep creating, but it's completely understandable and fine to, um, to what you're talking about is it just does not have to be a specific way or it does not need an understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. It's just the fact of we are going to keep procreating because that's what we're here for. And uh, that empowers me and, and keeps me going as well because not always is pretty at the same time. And for people that are listening and looking at us as well, I mean, I, I want to make a point of like, yes, sometimes social media 
can show you a way and can show you a perspective of either people or life or a business, something, whatever it is that you're looking for. But it does not necessarily mean that that is the reality 100%. Because some people don't even know what's happening behind the scenes and what it takes to prep to do this, for example, right? And how long has taken you to be able to realize that this is what you wanted to do and Chinese medicine and all of this that we're talking about. That sometimes doesn't get seen um, in front of the camera. And that's the reason why we're doing this and why I also feel this cold of now talking about what I want to do, feeling this cold of going back to the journalism world and the acting and why not maybe the modeling and, and the podcast and the video and, and why not the, um, how uh, uh, you say teatro? Theater? Like yeah, uh, yeah, but I think also like entertainment. Entertainment, yes, entertainment. Like I've got myself to like a weird understanding at the beginning of this year, a weird place of feeling like all that entertainment that I've made of my life was not okay or it was I felt it somehow fake mm. but I now I'm realizing and so oh so I started to get away from it and not feeling okay with like I don't want to be a model I don't want to be a journalist again I don't want to be like why like that doesn't that sounds fake to me because what I was doing it felt fake and what I was doing the people that I was with it felt fake and I just started to feel like oh I don't want to be there I don't want to do that I want to align myself with the people that even in real estate sometimes it gets to be too chaotic and too fake and like bougie and whatever what car do you have what house do you have tell me what you have and tell you what i have and i don't like that but then i realize hey is the perspective that i'm looking at the creation part is still there the entertainment is still the 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 light the bright light it's inside me but is the way of how I'm gonna go through it. And so that's why now I'm going back to doing more lives. And this is the first live I think in months. And I used to do it almost every single day, wow. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and I used to be like all about like just pub public, all about being public and all about like going to the gym and like just showing my life on a public, very public. And I realized that, yes, it was cool, but I was doing it maybe for the reason of just wanting to be seen. And I feel like all of us have this growing up as well. And I've just heard it on a podcast I was, I was listening to, Cosmic something, I don't remember, but that's bad. Boho Beautiful on YouTube. I follow her for yoga and meditation. And now she just started her podcast with her husband. So cool. And they're talking about cosmic and a lot of different things. <coughs> and they were talking about... <coughs> um, how now in these times we have this is like a DC almost of social media wanting to be seen and there's a specific name I can remember by now right now but kids in middle school I've heard are starting to create this kind of like a mental DC of they want to be popular they want to be famous on social media and feeling um, not worthy enough because they are not but where is that coming from? Because of maybe all of us showing a perfect world on social media. And so people think that being, that, that being here is a perfect world when, hey, it's not a perfect world. We're here talking about darkness and that is completely fine. 
And what is darkness? Maybe the bad within us or the good within us that needs to be unleashed. We don't know. Maybe we have to canalize it. So I'm here like I'm also talking a lot and getting kind of besides the point, but <laughs> but the thing is, uh, yeah. I don't, I, what was the question again? <laughs> I can't remember, but it, it's happy. What you're saying right now is making me think of how I I pictured how I want to see the future of mankind be and it's not a world without suffering or pain or or darkness in fact it's more we're all raised knowing that it's a part of it Mm -hmm. and we know that we're going to be going through little little awakenings and little darknesses here and there and then and then there's going to be a catalyst like when you told me about when you moved here from Colombia and then you met your husband I, I was thinking if someone read your my friend she reads birth charts like astrological birth charts and I was thinking if someone read your birth chart you would you must have had all these planets activated at the time. And so we all, my, my dream is that we, we grow up knowing that there's going, it's going to come and that's okay. And we have the choice on how we want to do it. We can be alone. We can be with others. We can express <coughs> and be seen, or we can go within, we can destroy, we can create, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Sorry if we're not cursing, but we're going to, we do whatever we want. And then when we finish and we come out, we have a whole community around us that's there to celebrate us. And we sit by the fire and we share our times with the darkness. And we congratulate that loved one who's finally emerged. And the whole community just creates a festival around that emerging from the darkness. Or it can be during the darkness. Regardless, what it is, is that we're born and we're raised knowing it's a part of it. But I think mm-hmm. because it's taboo or whatever, parents don't really want to talk about that because Religion, they don't want to prime. Culture, yeah, everything. they don't want to prime their children to know that suffering's a part of it. But they how they see world the world is through social media and like you said, well they don't they don't have the the, the literally the mental capacity to understand that there's a life outside of it. <laughs> they just see that that thing on the surface here. And I think that's what that's where you what you were talking about. I think we were just bouncing off each other talking about look guys what what you see this beautiful life that Kelly's created there's more to it. There's so much and more. And Stephanie as well. Like, yeah. there's so much as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about you now that we're also having some listeners here yeah, and everyone. who is Stephanie and what do you do? Okay, uh, I'm going to start with what I do because I think it does help paint the picture of who I am, um, but I don't think it is who I am exactly, but what I do now, well, I'm, I'm a perpetual learner. I, I will always be learning from myself and externally and internally, and right now I'm, I'm really stepping into learning internal because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise, and I really like to listen to that noise, and I I forget sometimes how to listen. And so what my business is, is the school of whispers, because that's how I am, who I am today, is by learning how to listen first to the whispers of my body, and then learning to to the whispers of spirit. And so I'm studying Chinese medicine, and I will be graduating in December, and the medicine is all about the whispers. We learn how to diagnose by looking at your tongue, by reading your pulse, by looking at the colors on your face, by palpating certain points on the body. And it's all, it came to others. It's funny, somebody said to me once, what is it like to have patience and to not see any improvement? And I tell them, well, that's the thing. I never not see improvement because I'm trained to, to look 
and and I, I can see energy as well so I've trained myself to look at the fine tuning tuning of someone's aura between within a conversation or within receiving acupuncture and there's always a change and I know that improvement and finding yourself is not a linear so even if somebody comes in and treatment one they were in the shit treatment two they're feeling better treatment three they're even better treatment four they're back in the shit to me that's an improvement because i know that they are continuing on the path if they're coming to me and they're faking it i can tell (laughs) i can always tell so what i do is i help people come home to themselves and I, I really, as a doctor, as a future doctor, my prerogative is to teach people how to not need me because there will always be sick people. I don't want to keep people sick. I want them to learn how to help themselves and how to empower themselves. And I guess that's what I do. And I think that's also who I am. <laughs> I think my soul is here to just continuously empower myself and empower others to 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 not just love ourselves but to also love the life we have to to feel everything in in a flow of like this is it there's been so many times in my life where internally i'm great externally things are bad and i've just been numbing or internally things are bad externally things are perfect but i i can't I can't reach that point of safety in my body. So I'm just continuously learning how to get there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you for giving me the space. Not many people. Yeah, I love that you you are an interviewer because I'm, I'm always interviewing <laughs> others. I've never been right. interviewed before. So. Well, next time I would love to interview you, like focus on, on you. That Maybe that will be the next podcast whenever love I, it. I get ready to start. <laughs> That, it's such a gift. I really think it is such a gift to, to be heard and to give, be given the space. And, and thank you so much for sharing yourself so authentically and, and for being the little star, the big star, the shining star that you are. I, I'm so, so happy that we thank met. You. Everything happens for a reason. And yeah. I, I'm now learning about divine timing too. And so it's like everything at the time that it needs to and I feel the connection for sure. And I know that we can do great things together in either medicine, podcast, whatever it is, there is a, a reason why every single person that we have in our life, I feel like um, even the people that are listening or looking at us right now, there is mm-hmm. a reason why, why you're here. There is a reason why you're looking at it. There is a reason why you're listening to this. And maybe yeah. it is a confirmation of something that it was already on your mind or maybe it is the beginning of a seed that's going to be planted. But either or is perfect to be able to, to be. And so I appreciate you for, for giving me the opportunity, just wanting to, you know, link up and do this and procreate, create together. And I know we can keep creating amazing things. And yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so one question I always ask uh, my guests well, I already asked you the first one, what is the darkness? And we, that was what, it, yeah, that, that was like, I felt like we went on an adventure together with that Literally. one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second question, because food therapy is a huge part of Chinese medicine and it's a huge part of who I am today. I have, I've healed myself in so many ways 
with food, but also my relationship with food. So all of that being said, what is a food that you have found really healing in your life so far? Coconut water. Yay. Coconut water. <laughs> Not only because uh, what's, well, I'm starting to see the, the benefit to me, uh, but more so because of the experience of how I got introduced to and this woman that I've told you, and it really touched my heart in that moment that I saw her, and I feel like, those experiences when it happens like that that's when it's most important like when i became vegetarian the reason why was my best friend here she's from venezuela but she lives here and she's vegetarian as well and she was telling me about it and it was not to me the point of being vegetarian or changing my food no it was more so what i saw on her the experience that i saw on her and what she was telling me that it made me change my way of eating so Mm -hmm. i think um, coconut water, even though I can't tell you too much about what the actual benefits are, uh, chemically, I have to learn, <laughs> but um, just the fact of the change. And also, uh, understanding your body, I feel like I'm, in a, I'm going through the process of understanding my body still. I became a pescatarian about five years ago, sometime around there. And then, so all I ate was seafood, and then ever since a year and a half, I left the seafood and I became vegetarian, and I've been vegetarian ever since, and I do eat eggs from our chickens that you saw, actually. I have some eggs for you, actually. Um, So I do eat eggs and honey and things like that, but I'm still thinking that maybe vegetarian doesn't have to be the perfect way. Maybe I'm not gonna be vegetarian my whole life, I don't know. Maybe I will become vegan, or maybe I will go back to eating fish, actually, I don't know. Why? Because I feel like it's always evolving, it's always changing. So there is no like a perfect way because I know there is a big, that's a big topic, at least for me, I get asked constantly like, hey, why do you change your diet? I'm actually right now a little bit underweight and I'm realizing that like, hey, maybe it's just that I have to keep learning how my body changes. And the decision that I took five years ago and a year and a half ago is not the same one that I need to take today. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We will mm-hmm. never, we are ever evolving. We will never, ever be the same person we are in this moment. True. Um, I actually, something along the lines of the coconut water that I felt called to tell you, because earlier you said that sometimes you feel like what you're working through and, you know, putting a spotlight on and healing within you is more than just your own. Mm-hmm. I really think that, I feel that you are someone who is put here to also heal ancestral lineage. And every once in a while, like, I, I get that call to share that with somebody. And, and I also say this whenever, someone, when I, whenever I'm, I'm like given that information and then I share it, is I have a lot of respect for your soul and for what your soul has signed up for because ancestral healing is not easy. And it's so much easier to say, it's not mine, I don't care, to look the other way, to do anything else but the work, especially when it doesn't feel like it's your own. But I know that you feel that it's so much more than yours and you're doing it for so much more than just yourself. When we heal ourselves, we heal our lineage seven generations behind and seven generations ahead. Wow. All at once. I remember when I did my first ayahuasca ceremony, a lot of it was ancestral healing. At the very end, after suffering for hours, mm-hmm. at the very end, I felt all these hands on me. And I was like, Who, who's here? Who's touching me? And I, I just felt all the women in my line. And all I could feel was their gratitude. So it's it's not an easy path, but it's it's a path full of 
of fruit and gratitude there. Hmm. Thank you for sharing hmm. because I felt the call. I felt the call. Then, uh, like um, family constellations, I have not done yet, but I'm uh, been that has been knocking on my door a couple of times. I've been a little bit afraid, honestly. <laughs> I have a book on that for you. Oh, that's time great. I see you, I'll bring it. Thank you. Yeah. Because I feel it's like short. it's part of what I'm here for. Yes, it is. The, 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 um, all, all of our ancestors, and I have so much respect for my ancestors, and especially, I've, I've had a really strong relationship with my great-grandma. As she, she was alive until I was 14. 14, yeah, 14, and um, she was um, 82 when she died, and it, it was like almost like my mom or like my grandma. I, I wouldn't call her great grandma, she was grandma, and she was like super close. And now understanding that those relationships, and also that was my paternal one, I also had my maternal great grand, great grandma and great grandpa, and until I was maybe like 16, they were alive. And so learning from them and seeing also how much of a difference it is. They grew up in the mountains, didn't go to school, didn't finish school, like not even high school. But my great-grandma from the mother's side, she had 16 kids. No hospital. <laughs> and then my one... Bad bitch. <laughs> literally, in the mountain. <laughs> like she actually had 18 and the last two passed right after they were born. They were twins. Uh, but the 16 stayed alive and and yeah they grew up together and, uh, and then they went to the city and then when they started merging and from my dad's side she had nine kids and um, mm. just learning of like understanding the appreciation of that feeling like I feel them very close um, and I've been calling them too to like hey um, if if there is something like just show up and they do they do show up and I feel their energy and I'm now starting to get more comfortable on that feeling of the discovery and the unknown and being okay with it and just going through the path. Yeah. So I, I could feel even just you say I could feel them here. They're like, Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Is there any I mean, you have shared so much so much treasure with us today, but is there anything else that you feel called to share before we Actually yes. Um I've been thinking about a tattoo for a couple of years and I think I'm ready. And it's a quote that helps me go through life or it motivates me. Live a life you want to remember. Mm. And that's what I want to kinda of close. So live the life you want to remember. And never for never forget that there is always new beginnings. Mm. Thank, you. Thank you. How can people reach you? And I would love for you to share the name of your your company as well. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my company is my husband and I is the Ecologic Team, broker by LPT Realty. We just made the switch, and my new company that I'm in the process of discovering the actual name, but I'm thinking about the woman empowerment show mm. because it's not only uh, like I want to do it as as an entertainment way of um, interview based highlighting other people's highlighting other business owners artists souls uh, but through it finding the woman empowerment because that's what I've been feel called lately is I've been allowed into my masculine energy, so now I'm redirecting more into my feminine energy without forgetting about my masculine as well because I feel like it's a balance as well. Um, but through that process, 
um, helping out other women as well that maybe have gone through a similar situation. I'm an immigrant, came here seven years ago with nothing and had to figure it out and come up to something and now I'm redefining myself. So that's the goal and people can reach me at Instagram, Kelly underscore Airbnb expert and Facebook is, um, I don't know how I have it actually, but Instagram is the one that is the most. I will have it all <laughs> linked in the show notes as well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, in any, any way I can help with as well, I would love to have you in my show whenever it is ready. And this is part of, we're just starting here. This is a raw version of my Facebook. And, and thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you, Stephanie. How people can find you for, for my friends that are looking at it. Yeah, so my Instagram is two underscores, Steve, S-T-E-E-F, followed by three underscores. Uh, also, um, my name is Stephanie Osborne Wright. My podcast is called The School of Whispers Podcast, and it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, viewers, community. We wouldn't do it if it was because of you guys, because like we can't just talk to ourselves and that's it. You know, like the the point is to share. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you guys for for staying there and I hope that this can represent a seed of transformation. I know it will. I know it will. 